And now uh, joining us is uh, Kevin Barrett, editor at uh, Veterans uh, Today. Uh, hello, Mr. Barrett, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Now, Dr. Barrett, your thoughts on resistance factions' efforts to try to uh, put, change the equation of the Israeli atrocities we're witnessing in the besieged uh, Gaza Strip uh, with the Yemenis now, not just sending uh, drones and missiles towards Israel, but what they're doing on the high seas to draw attention to Gaza's plight. Well, it's something that, of course, people all over the world are cheering for and have been demanding, really, since this is genocidal mass murder campaign by the Israelis started uh, two months ago. Everybody is asking why, why can't any governments stand up and do something about this? And here we have uh, a country that's actually doing something, uh, Yemen, uh, taking the lead. And th this naturally raises the stakes and puts pressure on the international community in general and, of course, the self-declared uh, global imperial hegemon, the United States in particular, that uh, th things can get easily can get out of hand if something isn't done. Uh, I think the, the U.S. knows full well that its national interests, its imperial interests, are not served by this uh, genocidal massacre of Palestinians. In fact, I think a lot of the American Jews who support the genocidal Zionist entity in general recognize that what's going on right now is discrediting it and, in fact, robbing it of any future in the region. And so they, uh, around you know, these Zionists around the Biden administration, probably would like uh, to find a way to back off the track that they're on right now. And in fact, as this kind of action is taken in the region, uh, raising the stakes, uh, putting out the possibility of a regional escalation, uh, making it harder to supply uh, the Zionists, at least through the Red Sea, uh, and we obviously need something to be done about the Turks. Uh, Turkey is, is actually allowing uh, its uh, ships to supply the Zionists. There was a big scandal in Turkey about the Turkish drinking water on the table when the Zionist leaders were sitting around plotting their genocide. So we obviously need a lot more of this kind of action. Uh, and I think that it will put pressure on the relevant parties to uh, back off from this militarily useless continuing massacre of innocent Palestinian civilians, especially women and children. And that escalation of regional tensions, Iran's foreign minister, Hossein Amir Abdullah, on his time again said that, that we're just steps away from this thing completely uh, blowing into something completely out of hand in the region. Um, what would that look like, an escalation of this thing? Because we've seen Hezbollah involved along the Lebanese border. We've seen attacks on U.S. bases in Syria and Iraq. We're seeing the activity by the uh, resistance out of Yemen on the high seas, sending up missiles and drones toward Israel. They've even, uh, Eilat port there in occupied territories was closed last week. I don't know if it's still closed, but obviously it's making an impact. Now the U.S. wants to put together a coalition to thwart Yemeni attempts in the high seas on uh, attacking Israeli-bound uh, ships. If we see that coalition put together, if we see them go basically face-to-face -face with resistance factions in the region, we could very well see that escalation that you alluded to. What would that look like? And is the U.S. willing to take it there? Well, I, I don't think the U.S. wants that. And indeed, uh, most of the regional parties don't want it either, whether or not Netanyahu or one or more of the crazies around him 
uh, dreams of some kind of apocalypse that from which Israel would crawl out of the radioactive rubble and somehow rule the world with their Messiah uh, that the rest of the world would call the Antichrist. Uh, maybe there are religious delusions along those lines in Tel Aviv, but I don't think that the more practical uh, geostrategists involved in running the world from their perches atop the various countries uh, really want to roll the dice uh, with something like that, because uh, this kind of uh, escalation, for one thing, of course, it would lead to even more suffering and death than we've already seen. And that suffering and death uh, that we've been witnessing on a daily basis in Gaza, and to some extent over in the West Bank as well, has uh, put a, a huge uh, black mark, a, a, a huge uh, net negative on the U.S. and its soft power, and of course also on the future of the Zionist entity. And so the more death and destruction that ultimately gets laid at the door of the genocidal Zionist entity and its sponsor in Washington, D.C., the worse things are for the future of that entity and its sponsor, that is the U.S. empire which is really uh, scrambling now to try to maintain its number one position in the world as uh, decades of mismanagement of that position have led it to the precipice. It's losing in Ukraine. It's in a standoff with China that cannot end well for the U.S. And now it's losing the entire uh, East Asia region, the entire Muslim world. Two billion people are going to absolutely hate United States because of what's been going on in Gaza. And so if it escalates, I, I think it would probably be a, a gradual escalation. I don't think we go straight to all-out nuclear war in, in 24 hours, uh, but we would see uh, a lot more uh, horrible images that would underline the fact that the world is being grossly mismanaged by the people in charge right now, namely the United States, which just vetoed uh, the UN resolutions were essentially by the entire world for a, a ceasefire in Gaza. So the U.S. is the one meaningful, powerful country standing against any kind of peaceful resolution of this thing. And if it spins out of hand, the U.S. is going to look even worse. And that ultimately, that will be the end of the American empire. And that's the thing, uh, Dr. Barrett, because it seems like um, the White House, along with uh, Joe Biden's uh, cabinet, are getting increasingly more frustrated with Netanyahu with uh, Israel, what it's doing in, in Gaza, not allowing in humanitarian aid, even if they don't want to respect a ceasefire, which you just mentioned, the U.S. helped them avoid uh, that uh, Security Council resolution. So my question to you, at the ultimate uh, zenith of tensions between the two, we know that it's, it's a staunchest ally. We can't expect much more than frustration from Washington. But at the height of frustration, what would America's ultimate frustration with the Israeli regime look like? Well, in the past, there have been times when American presidents stood up to the Zionists uh, to some extent. It's, you have to go back pretty far to find the, you know, seriously standing up against them with Eisenhower, for example, back in the, the Suez crisis. Uh, that, at that point, the U.S. was not yet uh, fully Zionist occupied. Since then, there have been mild moments of pushback where Nixon and Kissinger didn't quite give the Zionists everything they wanted uh, in the 1973 war. And uh, Jimmy Carter was pushing a little harder for peace than the Zionists uh, wanted, and so they made him a one-term president. George H.W. Bush insisted on selling AWACS to Saudi Arabia, and the Zionists didn't like that, so they made him a one-term president. And since then, American presidents have pretty much got the message. And when the Zionists blew up the World Trade Center and blamed it on Muslims, 
uh, Bush and Cheney uh, were basically forced to go along with that and back up the ludicrous cover story that al-Qaeda was responsible for 9-11, which, of course, it wasn't. Israel was. So uh, Israel has tremendous power in the United States, and they, currently the Biden administration is run by Zionists. It's just they're Zionists with a slightly different outlook than the ones in Tel Aviv. And ultimately, uh, what kind of pressure could they put on the Zionist entity? Well, I don't know if they can do it very publicly because the Republican Party has gone all in for ultra-genocidal Likudnik Zionism and can raise a lot of money from the stupid uh, hardcore Zionists who are even stupider than the ones around Biden who somehow think that this, all this slaughter and genocide is good for Israel. And so those people will be throwing vast amounts of money against Biden in his re-election campaign if Biden and his people uh, set themselves up as being opposed to Israel. So they have to find some way to apply pressure, mostly behind the scenes, I think. So far, they're not doing that. So far, what they're doing is they're, they're saying these mealy-mouthed things out of both sides of their mouth, and meanwhile, just giving all the, the support that Israel wants, handing them weapons to slaughter women and children with, uh, throwing money at them. And, uh, and even saying a lot of ridiculously pro-genocide things that could really should get them all tried, convicted, and executed in the Hague. Uh, so what can they do? They would have to find some way to you probably use covert means to, uh, to pressure Israel. And of course, I, you know, I'm, I'm not part of that world of people who know what's really going on behind the scenes. Uh, you, know, you have to have a pretty high pay grade and security clearance to know that, but I, I think there are ways that the U.S. national security state, if ordered to by the Biden administration, could put enough pressure on the Israelis to uh, force them to change course. But whether they have the courage to do that is a, an open question. And before that, you go, even if they don't, uh, you know, push the Israelis, uh, the White House, into a permanent ceasefire, or at least another temporary ceasefire, why not push for the opening of the corridors to allow in humanitarian aid? Where is the justification? And we know that the White House wants that, to get more aid into the hands of desperate Gazans. People are running out of food. Half the population is starving. Why not push harder to at least get aid because there's no justification and it's against rules of engagement and war to deny people food, water, and uh, fuel, basically? Right. So far, clearly, the Biden administration has not made any kind of decision to actually interfere with the genocide. Uh, they're still supporting it. They haven't decided to make a real move against it yet. And so they're not even giving strong rhetorical support for uh, stopping this blockade of food and water and medical supplies. It's, uh, it's shameful. Ultimately, we have to hope that after this empire falls, there will be uh, some justice on Earth. We know there'll be justice uh, in the eternal afterlife, but in meantime, uh, we really need to be thinking ahead to when, if, if this course, course they're on continues and the Americans continue to mismanage this, U.S. empire could fall sooner rather than later, and we might end up in a situation where a world that's dominated by very different forces than we see today is able to put some of these war criminals on trial, the, including the entire leaderships of both Israel and the United States. Thank you, Dr. Barrett. Always a pleasure to check in with you. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Joining us there from Morocco, Dr. Kevin Barrett, editor at Veterans Today.